The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond. On air, online and on smart speaker. Now, primary schools across the country will have to survey parents to see if they want smartphones banned for their children. Um, One such school that will obviously be carrying out that survey is Carlo Educate Together. And joining us now on the line is the school principal, Simon Lewis. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Brian. Nice to talk to you again. It's always great to talk to you. So talk to us, first of all, about, let's call it the battle against mobile phones in schools. How big a challenge is it for schools? Um, to be perfectly honest, Brian, it's not a problem at all. <laughs> That's the, the, the truth of it. Uh, there's not a single school in Carlow, Kilkenny or outside of our two counties uh, that uh, allows children to use mobile phones in schools. And uh, what we tend to do, do deal with um, is the aftermath of children using mobile phones uh, in their homes. Uh, and uh, this uh, I've been reading about this this battle that uh, the Minister for Education seems to have taken on for herself, uh, and uh, it just seems to be another case of schools being uh, being used to try and um, I suppose it become the place of you know your average decent parent. You know I I, I think you know schools are are a lot of things, but uh, we have yet uh, to uh, you know taken the. Take, take the responsibility of being parents ourselves of, of children. I think that has to come from the home. So you don't find a problem in day-to-day life in schools and um, you think it's maybe just parents sort of going, well, like many problems with our children, that's to do with the schools. Let's get the schools to sort it out. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm... I've, like I, I'm a parent myself. Uh, I have a nine-year-old. Uh, I, I won't lie uh, and uh, say that he's never asked to be uh, to use a, a device or a smartphone or anything like that. And I won't lie again that so I've never given him uh, my my smartphone uh, to play a game on. But there's no way in hell I'd be buying him his own smartphone. And that's. Uh, but I seem to be a bit of a pariah for saying things like that. For being, I'm unusual. Uh, we've surveyed uh, uh, children uh, in our school about uh, smartphone ownership, and it's shocking. I mean, we've got children from the age of eight, 50% of eight-year-olds own a smart device. Fifth, uh, sorry, 50% yeah, of eight-year-olds own a smart device. It's mad. Those smartphones that, that, that 50% of eight-year-olds in your school have access to, are most of them, would most of them have SIM cards in them or is it just a device? My, my nine-year-old, I said this earlier on, does have access to a hand-me-down phone that's come you know, from her parents through her older brother and eventually... Um, it scarcely holds battery long enough to, to do anything on it, to be quite honest with you. But mm. there's no SIM card in it. She just uses it on the Wi-Fi at home. Those 50% that are reporting having smartphone access, would they be all singing, all dancing phones with, with SIM cards in them and everything else? It doesn't really matter if they have a SIM card in it or not, really, because once they have access to the internet, they have access to everything. You know, the, I mean, children, <laughs> people barely use their phones anymore for making phone calls. So the SIM card is 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 almost useless if you if you've got Wi-Fi. Um, you know, the the thing is, once the child has access to the internet, they can basically do uh, they can access things that no no child should be should be uh, able to access. And it's quite scary the kinds of things that we've heard children accessing. You know, I mean, we you know, uh, I mean, we we've had internet safety experts coming in uh, to to talk to parents and you know the line that always stuck out to me is you know the the time to give your child a smart device is the time that you're happy for your child to access pornography 
and you know that usually gets uh, mm. the reaction and and it's it's true um uh, you know it, it it's it, it, they're such dangerous devices but i think when uh, i think when it comes to it it's asking asking schools to survey parents to ask them whether they'd like a ban on smartphones it it, uh, it just seems like a bizarre uh, you know, it seems it would be like us asking, sending a survey out to parents saying, would you like uh, us to stop uh, children vaping or smoking or drinking alcohol? And then we'll all take a pledge together and not do that. I mean, just put in the law. Don't yeah. let don't let kids have smart devices. Well, just, based don't on what, sell it to them. Based on what you've just said, Simon, I have to hold my hands up as well, because my 14 year old, as I said, secondary school children, um, many of them have smartphones and he certainly does. Um, and my nine year old does have access to a Wi-Fi connected device um, in general at home. Um, so yeah. maybe I'm as guilty as everybody else. Why has Norma Foley taken up this fight then? Why, as the Minister for Education, is she getting involved in an issue that is truly a parenting issue? Yeah, I, I mean, there's. The, I, I don't know the exact answer. It. I have my suspicions, and my suspicion is really that it's a distraction from the massive issues that are going on in education at the moment. Uh, namely, uh, they were in the newspapers yesterday. I'm, I, I'm not sure if you were talking about them, but the fact that we've uh, 800 uh, a shortage of 800 teachers in our system. We we don't have enough children. We don't have enough teachers to teach our children. We have huge issues with lack of services for children with additional needs. We, uh, you know, we have a system uh, uh, that's you know, just really falling, falling apart uh, at the moment. And this is just an easy, uh, you know, an easy victory, really. And it's a kind of an easy thing without doing anything. Um, I mean, yeah, I know, mean, that shortfall was described yesterday as being an unprecedented shortfall of more than 800 vacant teaching posts in primary classes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's going to undermine, it has to. I mean, no matter how much the teachers that are still in situ, the principals, the staff, the secretaries, everybody that's involved in school life, no matter how much you try to make up that shortfall, you, you can't cover that sort of level of a, of, of, a, of a shortfall. No, you can't. And and essentially what you, what schools have been doing and have had to do is they take in, they have to use uh, special education teachers to come in to cover classes, uh, which means that children who have the most needs aren't getting the supports that they need. Um, and it, it's just um, at the end of the day, the, that's the big problem. It's children. It's the children who most need uh, the help that aren't getting it. Uh, and uh, I, I just see the smartphone ban as just a distraction from that because it's. I've, I've been teaching over twenty years, Brian, and I have never seen uh, such um, such unprecedented levels of staff shortages. And I'm, I mean, I, I joined the system uh, in a time where there was staffing shortages. That's how I got into teaching in the first place. But this is far worse. Like there's jobs being advertised. And there's zero applications. You know, that's that's never happened in my time before. I mean, a lot of schools reporting that they have to sort of re redirect special ed teachers um, into into main teaching roles. I mean, are you facing similar sort of challenges? I mean, you've already said, I suppose every school is. So maybe I'm asking a stupid question. Um, but what type of measures are schools having to take to try and plug these gaps? Well, I mean, like like you said, uh, every school I would say I mean, uh, will will have had to put a support teacher into a classroom, or else there would be no one to teach the class. Uh, I've I've I mean, you've got college students now being asked to to plug the gap. That seems to be you know you've got 
they're not qualified yet, but, you know, third and fourth year students who are being taken out of college to, to cover classes. Uh, you've, you, you know, any, anyone with a, I mean, schools are just finding anyone that they can find with a teaching council number and guard vetting to come and cover classes. Uh, and, you know, often classes are split when that just can't be done. So you've got effectively children sitting at the back of classrooms uh, for entire days, just doing busy work. Um, and, and it just happens, it happens every single day uh, of the year in a, a, you know, in, in, in any fairly in any fair size school, you know, I I I've spoken on the radio before to say that I've I haven't had a single day, I would say since before COVID, where I've had all of my staff in, uh, because it's, I have a very large staff, but to have them all covered, I I haven't had them all covered in, in any one day. It's it's really difficult, uh, you know, and this would be this would be across the board. I mean, it's it's um it's these are the big issues that we're dealing yeah. with, and you know, at the end of the day. While we, we we can muddle through and we can put children at the back classrooms, we can split classes, we can get support teachers. It's the children, the children that are suffering here. They're they're the ones that I mean, I I can't imagine being a, a being a child with additional needs. How difficult it is already being in a, in a classroom without any supports. And the only support you get is half an hour with the teacher a day, where you might do a little bit of reading, might do a bit of uh, extra little bit of work. And that's gone. You know, yeah. you might need that. You might need a break from a classroom because you've got sensory issues and you need to go for a walk a couple of times a day and your teacher's not there to bring you. What do you do? What does it do to the to the poor little uh, kid's head and uh, and and their own health and everything else? It's 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 madness. That's a topic we've talked about before, Simon, and it, it always appalls me um, that those who most need support within the school settings they end up with the greatest respect to everybody who's trying their best. They end up, you know, being the bottom of the tree, you know, in terms of where resources are pulled from to cover the main student bodies. And you've got a situation where principals, schools, boards of management all across the country are having to literally, again, with the greatest respect, scrape the streets to try and find anybody, as you said, who's guard vetted with it with it with a teaching council number. And um, we've got students, student teachers who are hugely talented I have no doubt very very well meaning but yet unqualified being drawn in to try and make up that shortfall to teach our children and you've got the Minister for Education going on about mobile phones something that you say isn't a school problem is a parenting problem what would you say to Minister Norma Foley this morning if you got the opportunity to speak to her which I'm sure you probably won't (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't. Um, yeah, I, I probably tell her to, you know, and and with the great Watson, that there's no no respect in this sentence, but uh, to stick to her lane. You know, she needs. You know, we have a, we have so many issues. In fact, I I work with a, an organisation, the National Principals Forum, and we yesterday we decided, you know what we'll do? We'll actually ask principals uh, what the top issues are in education because uh, Minister Foley said that whenever she visits schools, one of the top things is the smartphone ban, and and we, we just it just didn't make sense to us. So we asked principals and sure enough, uh, the smartphone ban is is absolutely not anywhere near the list. So if I was talking to the Minister for Education, I'd be saying to her, here is the list of issues that are in primary <laughs> education. Uh, and, uh, you think maybe, she'd maybe know, wouldn't those. you? Uh, look, I, 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 I guess, you know, uh, when it comes to politics, you, you have to uh, do certain things um, which which might be distracting uh, from the issues that are that are at hand. You know, we have we have a crisis. We have several crises I- I- in the country, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, uh, it's easier to find some easy wins there to get some brownie points to, to keep the wolves from the door. Uh, I, I But, you know, I think. It would be more in more in their line to maybe fix 
the problems that are there and so they wouldn't have to actually yeah. have these little distractions instead. Another thing that just occurred to me by um, Norma Foley talking about schools surveying the school population to get their opinions on mobile phones. In effect, she's actually just lumped a whole extra load of work onto already understaffed, overstretched um, school systems. It's, it, it, it does seem crazy to me. I think, Simon, the best we can do is maybe we as parents will make a pledge to do our bit when it comes to educating our children and um, controlling our children's access to mobile phones. Um, you can forget about having to worry about doing surveys and maybe get on to Minister Foley and, and, and see if she can um, plug some of those gaps. More than 800 vacant teaching posts right across the country. It is absurd, really. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely mad. And I'd like to be honest with you, even, I mean, I have thought about the mobile phone thing because, I mean, at the end of the day, I am a parent myself and I will have the same pressures that every other parent is having. I have absolute sympathy for it because uh, I, I have a, a little man who's constantly looking to go on my phone or go on a tablet or all the rest of it and and, and gets the, uh, the odd time, gets a, a, a few a, a half an hour or so on a, on a tablet and a game and I have to have all the lockdown things on it and everything else. <laughs> and that's what parents can do uh, is to is to lock down the, these these tablets to, st- uh, to, to prevent as much as possible. But at the end of the day, he's going to be a teenager and he's going to have to have a phone because you know there, you, you have to be realistic about being a, a social pariah and all the rest of it uh, and that that's uh, that's even worse than uh, I think for teenagers not to be uh, not to be connected to their their fa- to their friends and all the rest of it but you know what I, I suppose I, I when I'm when I'm thinking about this okay what what can we actually do uh, and what would actually be more useful than this uh, a pledge or survey out to parents it's it's really getting everybody together to to really kind of Get the mobile phone companies around around. What do we sell to to young people? What what is the what is the right age for someone to own a smartphone? It's about getting to the internet companies. See what how can we actually manage to manage the content that young people look at? You know, and there's ways and means. There's I mean these algorithms are are are, are so complex and so advanced that you know they, they they're able to advertise things to us even if we think about them. I'm sure they can manage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, yeah. <laughs> manage to, to restrict access to young people and know who's using the devices um and and there's that that's that's where the the, the bigger companies uh are able or should should be it should be helping out and it it takes it takes also policy government policy proper government policy that's that's what fixes the problem not just schools putting out a meaningless survey which everyone's going to say yes to and then people are going to say ah yeah yeah we we will we'll not buy a smartphone for a kid yeah uh, you know it's it's lovely it sounds lovely but it's not going to be effective. Yeah. Simon Lewis, I have to say, it's been really refreshing talking to you this morning. Um, I mean, obviously you're aware of the fact that the mobile phones are a danger, are an issue, but um, keeping us all on track, keeping us all pointing the the right way, um, there's bigger issues to deal with. Simon Lewis, School Principal of Carlo Educate Together, thank you very much for your time this morning. What's your thoughts? Does uh, Minister Norma Foley need to get her ducks in a row and really deal with the issues that are facing skills? Surely 800 staff shortages is a bigger problem to deal with than mobile phones, which is more of a problem and an issue to be dealt with by parents. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.